the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Pastor John Allworth. behaviors and addictions have long been a pandemic in our society. People are in bondage to alcohol, drugs, pornography, codependent relationships, and more. If you or a loved one is stuck in the cycle of shame, guilt, and continued destructive behavior, keep listening. God wants everyone to walk out of the darkness and into his marvelous light. Recovery Radio Houston with Pastor John Allworth starts now. Good afternoon, Southeast Texas. I hope everybody on this drive home is being safe today. We've got an exciting show for you today. You know, this show is about hope, and we want to bring recovery resources. You know, we're, everybody's recovering from something. You know, it may be alcohol and drugs. You know, we've got a pandemic with pornography in this country right now and sex addiction, as we've seen in the headlines here over the last uh, few hours. we got, uh, you know, people are having relationship problems depression anxiety and then we've got people that make mistakes because as human beings will always make mistakes so we've got an exciting show today we've got pastor charles anderson of of a, he's got multiple ministries so uh he's from crosswalk which is uh and all of his ministries have to do with reentry, prison reentry, because you know addiction particularly alcohol and drugs there's almost always alcohol and drugs behind somebody that's going behind bars uh, it's almost always there. Would you say that's true, Pastor? Yeah, that's most definitely true. Even if they're not uh, uh, addicted themselves, uh, then it is uh, the sale of, of drugs that got them incarcerated. So in some way, shape, or form, drugs and alcohol uh, uh, lend to the incarceration of, of most of the guys behind bars. You know, and if you're out there listening, maybe maybe you're not addicted, uh, but, but I guarantee you, you know somebody that is. You know somebody that's under the bondage of addiction, and you, and we all know people who who have made mistakes and gone to prison. So it's in all our best interest to reintegrate these people, reentry into society, to become productive, tax-paying citizens. And you know, as as our intro says, God wants us to walk out of the darkness and into His marvelous light. And you know, Jesus went into the prisons. I mean. Uh, the Bible talks all about freeing the captives and mm-hmm. and uh, taking the prisoners out of darkness. Mm-hmm. Isaiah sixty one mission statement. Yeah, mm-hmm. but exactly. Isaiah sixty one one is one of my favorite uh, verses in the Bible. Mm-hmm. It talks about freeing the captives and taking the prisoners out of darkness. Mm-hmm. Amen. All right, so uh, we're here with with Pastor Anderson, and what we're going to do today is we're going to go through a little bit of your background, what got you into this prison ministry. And then talk about the good work that uh, is is going on right now through Crosswalk and also through Epiphany Ministries, uh, which is your own 5013C. So let's talk, uh, first of all, where'd you grow up? Uh, So I am the product of the military. My father was in the Air Force 
for over 30 years. And so I kind of grew up all over the world. I went to high school in uh, the Netherlands and Amsterdam. Uh, and so, yeah, you're just all over the world. Kind of grew up wherever the military sent my dad. That's where we, we ended up following him. Well, that was probably pretty cool. Yeah, you got to yeah. see a lot of the world. And then did you go into the Army yourself? I did. And so uh, uh, right, af- right after high school, um, I-, I joined the Army. And when I joined the Army, I volunteered to go to Germany as my first duty station. So I just wanted to go right back overseas. And well, so, so that's what I did. And uh, but, but eventually you felt the call of the Lord. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I was stationed stateside at Leesville, Louisiana, which was really uh, – uh, what would be considered uh, my hometown because uh, as a family, we're from Alexandria, Louisiana. That's where my father and mother's from. And Leesville is really 45 a minute drive outside of Alexandria. Alexandria is the next major city. And so I was stationed at Fort Polk, Louisiana, and a little Pentecostal church in Leesville, Louisiana called Johnson Temple Church of God in Christ. Uh, I, I, I got tricked into getting saved. And I, I tell this story about me being tricked. So there was a sergeant, uh, his name is Sergeant Wimbley. Uh, Sar- he used to always invite me to church. I was unsaved. And so every time he would show up to take me, I would be drunk or I would have another reason why I couldn't go. And so this particular Sunday in February, a Black History Month, he said, why don't you come? All we're going to do is have uh, some singing go on. going to be a bunch of choirs. And I was that sounded like, hey. good. Yeah. Yeah. I said, That's one way for me to go and not be intimidated, and I can get Sergeant Wimley off my back. So we went, and exactly what he said, exactly what it was. It was about 15 choirs. Me and they sing Songs of Zion. At that time, they had just opened up Ryan Steakhouse in, Le- in Leesville. And he said, you know what, Sergeant Anderson, I so appreciate you uh, coming uh, to church with me. Can I take you to Ryan's to eat? Well, you know, I'm a young soldier. I can't turn you down free food. <laughs> and so I said, well, you sure can. And we sat there and ate. And I guess about five or so, he looked down on his watch. And he said, uh, you know, Anderson, you're going to be upset at me. He says, but I'm on program at my church tonight. And I don't have time to take you back to the barracks and get to church on time. Do you mind going with me? And so uh, I, I grew up in the church, so I knew not to not to disrespect him. So I went to church with him, and then it was a whole different experience at that Pentecostal church at nighttime than it was in the daytime. Oh, I bet you. Uh, but, but needless to say, um, uh, it was in that moment that God saved me, uh, 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 and I've been saved ever since. I've not been perfect. Uh, none of us are. But, but what, what happened that night has sustained me to this day, some 30 years later. I can remember the moment I got yeah. saved. I yeah. can remember the moment that God touched yeah. my heart yeah. and yeah. called me out of the darkness. Amen. So, uh, but you got called to preach then. You got I called. I did. At that, at that same church, Johnson Temple Church of God in Christ, I got called to preach, and I was still in the military. And, uh, uh, and so God called me to preach, and um, uh, my uncle was pastor in a church home in Alexandria, uh, uh, Louisiana, and he said, why don't you come and I'll make you one of my associates. Uh, uh, and he licensed and ordained me, and I ended up being his assistant pastor at that church while I was still in the military uh, and, and thought that, you know, perhaps I would end up being the pastor of that church, but the military shipped me somewhere else. And and so that's kind of how I end up leaving that area. They shipped me up uh, uh, to to Korea first, and then they shipped me uh, to Fort Leonard Wood uh, from there. And so, so and up I got out of the military at Fort Leonard Wood up in uh, Missouri, in Missouri. Yeah. And I actually was the first African American pastor in Rolla, Missouri. 
Praise the Lord. They had never had an African-American pastor there before me. So what would you do? Because God, God got you on a path. You don't know what's coming. Yeah. You, you don't know what's coming, but God's got you on a path. He wanted you where you are today. And so what, where'd you go next? So what ended up happening is a lot of the retired uh, soldiers that was that got out of Fort Leonard started working for the Missouri Department of Corrections. And so that was just a natural transition. So I, I like everybody else, I, I went and applied and started working at the Missouri Department of Corrections. And it was there where I first got my uh, uh, look at uh, incarcerated men, and God started putting it in my heart uh, to start dealing with them. Uh, and then, uh, like anybody else, I went through a divorce. And when I went through that divorce, all of my family had moved from up north, uh, I mean from Alexandria to 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 uh to Houston and I was coming from up north I was up in the Chicago area uh and the Missouri area and so I came back home and when I came back home a uh, part of my divorce decree was that I uh keep insurance health insurance on my kids and so it was expensive paying it out of my pocket sure. and so I started working for the Texas Department of Criminal Justice just for the benefits uh and while I was working there God just reinforced uh that these guys was going home and coming back, going home and coming back. And Revolving so, door. So, yeah. so I started talking to them, and I said, hey, man, you know, we, we talked for hours here, you know, uh, uh, and, and they would say, uh, 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 Sergeant Anderson, we just don't have any support when we get out there. You yeah. get out there, and there's just no support for reentry. You know, TDCJ gives you $50 if you're on parole, $100 if you're uh, discharging and say good luck with life. And I don't know about you, but if you drop me off in China with $100, probably the day after tomorrow, I'm going to have to hit somebody upside the head just to survive. Well, that's um, that's so true. It's yes. so difficult in our society for people that have a record because yeah. nobody wants to hire them. Nobody wants to. They don't know where to live. You know, they yeah. you know, lots of times they've they've made mistakes with their family and, and the family's a little hands off, you know, when they come out. And so uh, that's very difficult. But why you were in the te- you told me this while we were talking before the show, mm-hmm. why you were in the Texas Department of Car- mm-hmm. Corrections, mm-hmm. you did something for, for the guys you were meeting. What did you do? Yeah. So so because I kept hearing them tell me that I started my first halfway house while I was still working for Texas Department of Criminal Justice. And so uh, in Channel View, uh, uh, right outside of Houston, uh, I started my first halfway house, a 20-man halfway house. That's so uh, cool. And, and, and I promise you, I got a Ph.D. in running a halfway house that those first couple of years. Man, I learned a whole lot of things that I shouldn't do and, and could do, and, and God just uh, perfected that technique in me. And so what I do now is just a byproduct uh, of, of, of that those those times where it was just me trying to work and and run a halfway house at the same time. So what year are we when you started that house halfway house? What what time frame are we talking oh, about? Oh Lord, we're looking at um maybe two thousand. Uh so twenty more than twenty years ago. Yeah. yeah well well I started I think we're, we're right around I've been married so right around Maybe 10, 15 years ago, that whole transition started happening. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So about 10, 15 years, in 2005 or so like that, that transition started happening, and I, I started that halfway house. Uh, uh, um, and for two years, I lived on site at that halfway house. And really? so, yeah, so I worked the five-to-one shift for TDCJ. And so I would get up uh, at 4 o'clock in the morning uh, and drive and work in Rocheron and then I'd come home after one and I would cook and run guys to parole and 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 and, and see if I could help them find jobs and everything that happened to that uh, I would do that and then I would 
pass out, and then uh, I started again. And, and then two years in, God brought the love of my life, my lovely wife, Felicia, into my life. Great and she Lord. said, I'm not living in no halfway house. So it was at that point, it was time for me to get a, a place outside the halfway house. But, you know, that's what I needed to do to begin. I need. I couldn't afford to have a, a house that I was supporting my own rent and support the rent of the halfway house while I was learning how to do what I was doing. And no one would give you money uh, to run a halfway house until they know you know what you're doing. And so applying for grants and, and, and foundations, no one would give me a dime until they knew I knew I could do what I said I was going to do. you got to really have a heart for, yeah. for the kingdom work yeah. to get started because it's hard to get started. It's, it's hard to get started. You know, speaking of getting started, uh, one of the benefits of having this radio show is I get to promote my ministry. So I'm going to take just a minute to do a live commercial here on there. Uh-huh. You know, we started New Covenant Church Greater Heights uh, back in March of, of 2020, right before COVID hit. We had three services and then we got shut down by COVID. Wow. Yeah. You know, got, n- nobody ever said, look what Apostle Paul went through. Nobody ever said it'd be easy. <laughs> and look at your road. So, yep. so anyway, but we, we're a non denominational, Bible based, spirit filled church. Mm. And we, we went online and, and every Sunday after that, we had a service on Facebook. We'd have, Praise and worship, you know, talking about that singing. There's yeah. something when you praise the Lord that changes you, you know. Ah, it, as the it, blessings go up, the praises come it, down. Amen. <laughs> so so, uh, so anyway, we, 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 you know, stayed on there. But we're back in our building now, and we're meeting. We want to give people an opportunity to come meet us. Uh, we're at 240 West 18th Street, where we uh, are on Sunday evenings. Sunday nights in the Heights is our slogan. So we're Sunday at 6 p.m., New Covenant Church, Greater Heights. Uh, you know, we're... The reason that we are in these ministries that we're in is because I'm in recovery myself. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know that that God was there with open arms, just like in the prodigal son, the story of the prodigal son for me uh, when he touched my heart. And, uh, you know, we're, we're a, a recovery-based church, and we want to welcome everybody. If you, if you come mm-hmm. to our church, you're going to see open arms. I don't care where you've been, what you've done, because God wants everybody to to come into the kingdom, to, to repent, change their ways, and uh, walk out of the darkness and into his marvelous light. And, uh, you know, uh, for so many years, I didn't understand, Pastor, that, you know, the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Come on here. And uh, Jesus came so that we could have life and so that we could have it more abundantly, John 10.10. 10. And that is nothing more true. Uh, in the in the whole world in that Bible, and certainly that that was uh, something that that sets my heart on fire, and whom the sun sets free is free indeed. Mm. And so we want to welcome people, we want to love them. Uh, I don't care where you've been, what you've done, and we also need mature Christians. When, that, that you know, we're all called to, to to preach the gospel to to all creation and to make disciples of all nations. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we we just want to welcome everybody. So if you miss church that morning, maybe maybe you work during normal church hours, maybe you just want to spend more time in the house of the Lord. Amen. Uh, we just would love to worship with you and welcome you. It's two forty West Eighteenth Street uh, in downtown, right in the heart of the Heights. Uh, and it's not New Covenant Church, uh, Greater Heights, a non-denominational, Bible-based, spirit-filled church. We'd love to meet you. Come worship with us. We also have this be the end of the commercial. We also have a ministry called Break Every Chain, which meets on Friday nights at the home church, our parent church in Humble, 901 Wilson Road. And it's for people that are dealing with any kind of bondage, relationship, anxiety, depression, drugs, alcohol. And we, we work with a lot of people that are uh, released from prison as well. So that's that's 7 p.m. on on Friday nights at New Covenant Church in, in Humble, Texas. All right. So you you eventually left the Department of Corrections. Mm-hmm. And, and what did you do when you left the so Department of Corrections? When I originally left the Department of Corrections, I just concentrated on running uh, uh, my halfway house 
uh, that was out in Channel View. That that was my 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 uh, concentration. And then uh, I went into heart failure. Uh, oh, uh, uh, and so uh, when while I went into heart failure, I realized that uh, without me being there during the day to day, that the business just kind of dwindled down. And it was during that time of recovery from heart failure where I was introduced to Kathy Vosberg, who is the ED of Crosswalk Center. Uh, uh, and and we just became uh, uh, like freaking frat, like brothers from and sisters from another mother. So we we worked very well together. They were just really getting ramped up on uh, a crosswalk and getting that started. And so it came to a point uh, because I was just down in their building holding office space for Epiphany. And so while we were doing that, uh, she brought me before their board. And and I talked to them, and then they came and asked, hey, Charles, would you be interested in uh, joining our team and running this department for us, the program and, and housing department? And that's what I did, and I've been there ever since. And, and I've watched God do miracles in the midst of, of, of what we do there at Crosswalk Center. That's one of the wonderful things about this show and working in the recovery field is God's just still in the miracle business. Oh I God. see him all the time. I see people delivered from methamphetamine, heroin, alcohol, you name it. I mean, God is so good, and he's so wonderful. I'm going to read something, brother, because uh, from your website. By the way, if somebody wants to know more about Crosswalk, where can they go? Uh, they can go to our website, www.crosswalkcenter.org www.crosswalkcenter.org. Mm-hmm. So they could go there. You know, these ministries, folks, they don't just fund themselves. So, you know, maybe you've got time, volunteers, maybe you can help, um, or maybe you can donate. So when y'all go in, you know, let's talk about pre-COVID and okay. what, let's pr- pray, all pray together that uh, this is going to be post-COVID world mm-hmm. soon. In normal times, what do you do? What all services do you offer to, to inmates? So normally we, we, we're in Houston, Texas, so we're an oil and gas place. And so our, our ministry was broke down across like oil and gas. And so everything that we did inside the prison, we had a 40-week uh, discipleship program that we went in and taught the guys for 40 weeks, 10 months. That's the, what we considered upstream. Okay. And, and then midstream was everything that animated from our our headquarters down on North Main. And okay. then uh, downstream was everything that emanated from our halfway houses. And so we did upstream, midstream, and downstream. Uh, and so uh, we go into the pre-COVID, we went into the prisons, and we just started trying to put our curriculum. It's called Stepping Out, and it's 40 weeks long, and it just helps guys, uh, first of all, learn how to, to live out their Christian life uh, outside of prison walls. One of the things you realize that uh, in prison, a lot of people uh, talk about Jesus on the inside, but they don't teach them how to translate that to the outside. So we got a lot of men and women that were incarcerated, giving their life to Christ, but their their Christian life has not been walked out in freedom. And so they might have 10, 15, 20, 30, 40 years of being a Christian, but as soon as they get out, they start encountering temptations that they never had in their lives before. And when they fall, the outside church has a tendency of saying, hey, they just had jailhouse religion. But that's not true. What they had is a religion that wasn't tested in freedom. And so we have to, as the body of Christ, we have to help them walk that out uh, in freedom. And so that's why at Crosswalk we have a holistic program. We start off for 10 months inside teaching them, and then when they get out, we pair them with a coach. And that coach for the first six months walks with them, and our requirement of a coach is that you meet once 
a, a week for our live pre-COVID, and now that COVID's happened, we allowed them to meet by Zoom or or uh, by Face FaceTime or whatever uh, uh, for for the first six months uh, to help them walk through uh, reintegration. Well, you know that's so important, um, and you know I've talked about this before that getting to know them in that 40 weeks. Yeah. Uh, because if you don't know somebody when they come out, how are you going to minister to them? I mean, that, that's such an opportunity to get to know them, show them that you love them. Because, you know, many people that are incarcerated, they've never really felt God's love, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, we can't ever forget God is love. <laughs> and the way we show Christ through ourselves is by showing that love. Yeah. And uh, so that that's so important. So 40 weeks you're you're in there, and you're and you're going to go back soon. I hope uh, we are. We are. Uh, uh, one of the things that happened for us uh, during COVID is that uh, we got permission from the Texas Department of Criminal Justice to pilot the ability to take our classes in uh, via Zoom. Oh, cool! And so, uh, on one unit, the Carol Vance unit. Uh, uh, we've piloted, uh, uh, taken our classes in via Zoom. And so uh, um, we've gone through all that process of getting all the all that together. And so we're excited about that. And then we're excited about just getting the word that the Texas Department of Criminal Justice is now beginning to start having chaplaincy programs again. And so the word we got is first they're going to do uh, uh, worship services. And then once they get worship services done, they'll slowly but surely start bringing on uh, a chaplaincy uh, classes again and we're excited about getting back in because uh, this last year uh, uh, made it very difficult because of our our, the way that we do things and that is if you build relationship with a man while he's on the inside when he gets out he'll trust you if you need me to stop stop. no 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 that's the main point I wanted you to make is that that trust but we do need to I want to talk about what other services you provide Which is because uh, you guys do so much good work. Mm-hmm. Who's the colonel? Tell me about the so, colonel. So the colonel, uh, his name is Tom Harris. He is a retired uh, army uh, colonel in the military uh, from the military, and he is uh, he has a company called New Horizon Employment uh, LLC, and all he does is put returning citizens to work. He doesn't work with anything but returning citizens, and he's the advocate for our men and women that come from incarceration. He uh, he just goes and advocates to companies at a high level uh, uh, so that they can help them going down. And so if you need to get in contact with him, you can find him at our building on 2103 North Main. Uh, that's where our building is, and his office is in our headquarters. Uh, and his his like I said, his name is Tom uh, Harris, and he goes by the moniker like 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 call the general, call the colonel, the colonel. That's so cool. <laughs> but then you also provide housing for people. We do. We and do. tell us about that real quick. We do. We have four uh, transitional homes. Uh, we started with two pre-COVID, uh, and then during COVID, we opened up another two. Uh, and so now we have a 48-man capacity. And what we're doing right now, because of COVID, we didn't used to take walk-ins. But every Thursday, between 1 and 3, we take walk-ins. So men and women that have, or men right now that have been incarcerated, if they don't have a place to, to be or if the place they are is not suitable, then they can come to our office at 2103 North Main between 1 one and three on Thursdays, and we'll interview them and see if we have bed availability, and we might be able to help them transition to us. We're going to have to get you back real quick, because this is a wonderful service that people, that y'all provide. You know, you're just doing kingdom work, and it's just so an honor to be here with you, Pastor, oh, today. Honor you have me. Well, this is Pastor John Allworth, and, and uh, 
I'd like to invite everybody out to worship with us at New Covenant Church, Greater Heights, 240 West 18th Street, uh, right in the heart of the Heights. Sunday nights in the Heights at 6 p.m., 240 West 18th Street. We're a Bible-based, non-denominational church, and we've got this radio show because we want to offer hope out into the community. So thanks for joining us today, and, uh, you know, we love you here at Recovery Radio Houston. But More importantly, God loves you more than you can possibly imagine. Good night and amen. Amen.